I think it's time for House LaRue to pursue a new direction. Hello, and welcome back to the Lost Legends of Scadrial Mistborn Adventure Game Podcast. I'm your host and narrator, Trevor, and with me I have the rest of the Fluffles gang. I am John, go by Clovermine Online, and I play Tony Darkman. I'm David, and I play Lord Falco. My name is Brian, and my character's called Tajmil. I'm Kelly, and I play Merida. Alright, so we are almost to the uh, actual heist. Let's go ahead and jump back in. We've got a little bit more prep. I'm going to try and see if we can't fill this episode uh, with a couple more beats of prep and then have you guys meet up with uh, Sneeze Group and kind of discuss, like, final roles in the job with that group. Uh, sound good to everybody? Yeah. Um, so we will go ahead and say uh, it. You, it's the morning before... The, the morning, the day before the party. So tomorrow night is when the party's going to happen. You're going to meet with the other crew tomorrow. Um, and then you guys have all day today to do last minute things to get prepared. Okay. Uh, we do need to do a real quick uh, cleanup from last session. We had discussed the network for Lord Falcombe. Uh I had not come to a decision as what that network bonus was going to be. Uh, because it's going to be such a narrow scope of things and probably only relevant to this mission, I thought it would be okay to make it a little bit more powerful. Um, he's going to get plus two to any die roll to do a charm, influence, or bribe slash resources roll against any member of uh, the Lord Mistborn staff on his first attempt. Um, the second time, or not first attempt, but first, uh, first roll, second roll, he'll get plus one bonus, and then any roll of those types moving forward will get one free nudge. Thank you, thank you. Cool. Uh, does anybody have any ideas of last minute things they want to do, things they might want to buy, or anything like that before we get going? Um, oh, by the way, uh, Tony, go ahead and add one resource back to the four that you have spent for one day passing. And Tajmil, you can heal one damage as well. I have to okay. spend advancements to get rid of the laceration on my leg, right? Uh, that's correct. And I can't do that right now, right? I will say that if you want to pass up the whole day, um, I will let that happen. So is that all of my beats? Yeah, that would be, like, Lord Falcombe does nothing but, like, tend to his injuries and, like, really focus on making sure that he's prepared physically for tomorrow. Ah, uh, screw that. <laughs> we'll limp there. <laughs> uh, I'll make that offer to anybody else, too. Um, but I'm not sure anybody else really has any advancements to spend. Maybe Tajmil does. I have two, but I'm not going to spend I don't anymore. think I have any injuries, though, do I? Uh, no, but if you wanted to spend advancements, um, I would bend the rules and let that happen. Could I spend, like, um, when you say get anything last minute, okay, it's getting close to Christmas time, and I have an idea about something that could be useful, but I don't know if it exists in this universe. Do they have glass marbles? Um, I would assume that, I mean, like, what are you trying to make? 
I'm not necessarily trying to make anything, but I just was thinking about those two burglars from that movie that everybody knows. Uh, and I was thinking, you know, wouldn't that maybe be somewhat useful? If I got him slipping around on a bunch of marbles, if we're trying to get away from some guards or something. Oh, okay. Glass marbles. I thought you said glassed marble. And I'm like, oh, no. Stone knives or something? No. Oh, um, oh, yeah. They definitely, I mean, they're they're able to blow glass knives, so there's no way they don't have marbles. Okay. Um, or like caltrops, even. Eh, I, 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 either that or banana peels. I just want to have their legs slipping out from them as they're trying to get away. <laughs> marbles would probably well, be Well, um, marbles uh, would be something, but uh, one thing to consider if you do go with, like, metal caltrops, um, marbles will be good because other people like you won't be able to affect them. But metal caltrops are things that you'd be able to also use with your steel pushing. Oh, whether to like spread a greater number of them or in a pinch to also use them as a weapon. Oh man, I didn't even think about that. Like I, I didn't realize I could even do something like that. I mean, I'll probably just stick with the marbles because they've got the the what is it steel clippings? Yeah, those Copper are basically clippings? that's money. Okay. Oh, I thought that that was my. That's money? The copper clips? Yeah. Yeah. Holy cow. Hence the term coin shot. You shoot coins. I, I, uh, I mean, I guess that makes sense. I don't know why. When they just say clips, I just uh, I didn't realize. Yeah, a clip is the smallest denomination of coin. Uh, the largest is a golden boxing. A golden boxing. It's basically pennies. You shoot people with pennies. Okay. Um... I still think that I still think I'd, I'd I'd want to have the marbles because those are something that like going down staircases I could roll them down and everything. Okay, uh, go ahead and give me a resources roll. Difficulty one. Uh, okay, so is that four? Uh, five dice. Five. All right. Oops. You're gonna find a pet tarantula. Oh, well. mm. do they have those? Probably nowhere near. I the got city. two threes, two sixes, and a five. Uh, okay, um, yeah, I'll let you go ahead and add, uh, go ahead and spend one resource, and you can add two charges of, like, two marble bags, basically. Okay. Because of those two nudges, I'll give you two uses of it. Alright, Tony is going to talk to Littens to recruit him to do a knife-throwing act. Did we already do that? I know we talked about it last episode, but... Uh, no, we just kind of talked about it, but you haven't actually approached Wittens yet. So Tony's going to approach Wittens to try to recruit him to do a knife-throwing act, and also to brainstorm with him on how to create lightning for the magic act. Okay, um, we're, do you want to role-play that out, or do you just want to get to the role? Um, let's just get to the role on this one. Okay, um, we're going to make this a charm roll plus one. Alright, so seven. Yeah, I forgot I put his charm up so high. Oh, no. I only got three nudges. All right, I'm going to spin it. Only one nudge. Uh-huh. Uh, Wittens is going to um, give you kind of a half smile, and then he puts an arm on your shoulder um, and kind of, uh, you approached him, like, pretty excited. Uh, you know, no, doing your normal Tony thing. Hey, Wittens, I'm really excited about what I had an idea for for tomorrow. And, like, you go through the whole spiel. And um, he, he looks a little sad. 
and he sits you down um, in the kitchen table where you approached him and looks you straight in the eyes and he says, Master Tony, I think that we both know that nothing in the world would make me happier than to help you achieve your dreams of the magic show and spectacle that you wish to put on, but do you remember all of those times I tried to make plausible deniability? <laughs> yeah, wasn't that like some kind of food? No, what I was saying is that I, the more that I didn't know about all of your plans and what is actually going to happen inside of the Lord Mistborn's manor, the better it was for you and for the family, but, uh, Master Tony, knowing what it is that your friends are going to do while you're putting on this magic show, it is not something that I'm able to help you with, because the stake of the house and of the family, the, the amount of danger that you're putting your family in by going through with this, Master Tony, it's not something that I think you should be doing, but it's definitely not something that I can help you with. I'm, I'm sorry, I hope you understand. Wait, you don't think I should be helping? I don't wish to make decisions for you, Master Tony. I just mean to say that there is a large amount of risk going through with something as illegal and as bold as stealing from the person who rules the entire city. I guess I hadn't thought about it that way before. Thank you, Wittens. I'll think about that. Of course, Master Tony, and I do hope that you have a great amount of success with your magic show. Thank you, Wittens. Um, Wittens will... Uh, yeah, he'll, he'll go ahead and smile and give you another pat on the shoulder... And, uh, who would like to do something next? Uh, the last episode you said that I could have as fancy as a dress as I could, um, describe. Am I waiting for the castle to describe it, or should I do it now? Uh, that's up to you. Well, I'm gonna say I go out and I try to find a very nice dress. I end up finding this really pretty, um emerald ball gown that goes all the way to the floor that has like sheer sleeves and it has a nice gold embroidery on it. Sounds perfect. Anything that uh, Merida wants to get done today? Uh, I believe Merida did a lot of the reconnaissance she wanted to get done, so I guess... And Like anything, any equipment that she wants to buy or last minute meetings that she wants to make? Probably meet with Tony to ask what the plan is. Okay, we'll go ahead and save that then. Uh, Lord Falcone. I have two beats that I would like to take, if possible, but one is predicated on the other. So, we can do the first one, which is I gotta go see my buddy Abdal. What what was his uh, cover name again? Tarnan. Tarnan, that's it. Alright, cool. I gotta go see Tarnan at his place of employment. Okay. Yeah, so um, you walk into um, this small morgue... Um, the way I imagine it is it's kind of at, like, one of those uh, street corners where the building is built triangularly in order to accommodate all of the crossing crossroads that are happening right there. And so his is, like, the, you know, the first story of this gradually getting taller building 
Um, and he takes up most of the uh, first floor going back, and as you get further back is where all of the uh, storage is kept. And so um, the very front office of this triangular building is where uh, Tarnan is um, sitting behind a desk uh, reading uh, what appears to be a news brief of some sort. Not a newspaper, because those still aren't around, but like it appears to be like somebody has delivered a set of news to him. Oh, Tarnan, how's it going? Uh, he looks up from uh, his reading and uh, puts it down immediately. A big smile gets on his face. Uh, Lord Falcombe, it is it is fantastic to see you. As well you. Uh, I hate to be short, but we should find a quiet place to talk, and I have a request of you. Uh, of course, I thought that something like this might come up soon. So, um, I've, I've, well, let's let's just talk in the back. And um, he goes to the front. And he locks the door and takes you uh, to the very back where there is uh, all of the corpse storage. And um, when you get to the back, his uh, face, his face and his skin all goes translucent. You can see his uh, skeletal structure underneath. And he says. What is it that you need, Feldar? Ah, <sighs> Abdal. And he'll go translucent, too, to, you know, be more like his people. And, uh, he'll say, I'm looking for someone younger, small of frame, unnoticeable, unknown. Uh, let's go ahead, um, what kind of role should this be? Let's make this a spirit I got some, role. Spirit. I got some resources, too, though. You do got some resources, but I don't think you can just buy the kind of body that you want and still be on Harmony's good side. <laughs> I mean, shit happens, so okay, we'll see what the spirit does. But I'm going to give you a plus one because you went to the right dude. <laughs> oh, that's why he works in the morgue. That makes sense. All right, that's two fours, two twos, and a three. Okay, um, so yeah, you uh, he kind of uh, lifts a finger up and he says, I have just the thing for you. And he leads you into the corner, and with uh, two fours, same as with uh, Merida, you have uh, full control over what this body looks like. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, so I, I don't know anything about these. I just read up on him, and I know exactly what I need. Uh, I can tell you in game statistics, but I'll describe it first. Probably a young, maybe teenager or just above, like, to young adult, like 18, 19. Uh, preferably from, like, a unknown background where no one will really know of him. He's not, like, noble or known by any, like, noble houses. Or the law, hopefully. Yeah, and this is kind of like the section of the morgue where Abdal keeps those kinds of bodies. I was going to, like, go orphan, like, young orphan, but that's just too dark for me. So, like, we're going young adult. So, 18, 19. I'm going to say his name was Soren, and he was struggling to apprentice. At a, at a merchant's shop, and he got run over by a wagon. That's his backstory. 
Nah, I I don't know. Do you want to come up with the name Trevor, or do you? Oh, uh, you're in charge of this me? one, David. Uh, I'm just talking about who he was before he got killed. And like the, the, Abdal is is looking out for exactly those kind of people, um, bodies that have no real connection, so that way they can be sort of a blank slate when you need one. That's a first name, and I don't know his last name, but Warwick. Let's go with Warwick. It's not very French-sounding. doesn't have to be French-sounding. It's just European. French is just one of the areas I think that Lord Falcombe is supposed to come from the north. Well, and this is Elendel. I mean... Yeah, it's a melting pot, so it could be from anywhere. And he's, like, specifically not from a noble house, so... Uh, so... Well, I thought I thought Brandon said in general his his misborn names tend to be French with an English pronunciation. Uh, if you're from Luthadel, but like let's say that you're from, oh. um, I think, is it Fadrix that's? Uh, no, it's Urto that's mostly German names, and then, yeah, yeah, there, there's um, German. Oh, I missed that Is there detail. an Italian? I I'm not sure. I it's like mostly European names. There might even be like Scandinavian stuff going on somewhere. It's all in the book, but I I haven't read the book in years. Yeah, it's kind of uh, I, I think it was in his annotations that he explained that. Oh, okay, so he's probably explained it multiple places, because I remember reading it in the book, because I picked Falcombe as one of like the suggested names, I think. Um. Okay, so what are, exactly are you doing with this body? I'm going to make it more manageable. I'm going to, like, transform into it and then uh, transform back. I'm going to ask uh, Abdal if he has, like, two and a half hours in a private space I can use. A changing room, so to speak. Basically, what I'm imagining you're doing is you're going to eat the corpse and then leave the bones and go back towards Falcombe, right? Yeah, no, I'm going to change back into Falcone, but I'm going to have a bag of bones and the ability to, like, use that later. All that that, that entails. Uh, so here's how I imagine this happening, and feel free to disagree and, like, give your own description if you want. Uh, but Abdog takes you to one of his Chandra changing rooms that he has, because of course he has that. And um, you close the door, and there's this body that's lying on the floor in kind of like a basin um, that's been prepared there for you, no clothing or anything, and you disrobe as well. And as you start to put yourself into this basin is when your body loses all of its adhesion to itself, and then you just kind of, the further you get into the basin with the body, the more you're just kind of slough in there. Um, and you, the back of you stays as Lord Falcombe, as the rest of you kind of liquefies and surrounds this body, and so you're able to consume it and understand how this body is shaped and, um, isolate all of, like, the nails and the hair and the things that you're not able to transform into, um, and so it'll take you the same time as it would have to transform into this body, but you'll have consumed it and learned what, it. Four and minutes. Have the, uh, the bones. Um, did you get your skill up that high? I thought it would yep, still take I'm, you a couple hours. I'm minus four. So one of the things I wanted to say about the body being small frame and whatnot, 
is that it's under four physique or at four physique. And at that point, my minus four in fast replication turns it instead of four hours, it would then turn it into four minutes because it reduces it to less than one hour with a four hour reduction. I thought you hadn't gotten that high yet. Let me double check the stunts. It is like page 261 of the source book uh, for fast replication. And yeah, I specifically avoided some awesomer stunts for this ability. The problem is Lord Falcom uh, okay, is... Yeah, absolutely. Technically, Lord Falcom is a physique 6 character that then I give the plus 2 uh, for my spikes. So he would take me still two hours to transform back into. Um, At least that's how I understand it. Yeah. So so the whole the whole my whole idea behind this is that since you're not actually transforming into this creature, um, it's gonna take you as much time as it would have for you to transform into that body. So Lord Falcom half sloughs off into this, still maintaining half of his human shape, and then four and a half minutes later. Uh, is just a pile of bone and nail and hair sitting inside this basin. He grabs the bag that's on the wall because Abdal knew this would be necessary and puts it all away. Hopefully waterproof. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that they've got all of this figured out. Um, go ahead and spend one spirit and add a bag of bones to your inventory. Copy that. Um, let's see. And do you want to build the statistics for that? body i think that all that changes is the phys physical stuff the attributes well no it, it would have standing too um yeah i'll look into that in just a moment or why don't you go ahead and um get started on that go ahead ignore standings on that character and make them a uh character with weak attributes uh would it make more sense to keep going on your um your stuff or do we want to jump to somebody else david uh, the second part involves me going and talking to a guy from the city guard, uh, from the faction or whatnot. Probably like drinking out later at the night. So if somebody else wants to do something, we could do that pretty quick later. Okay. Um, Merida, have you thought of anything you want to do other than meet with Tony? No, that was my whole plan. Uh, Tajmil, anything else that you want to do? I just got the marbles, didn't I? Yeah, you've got the marbles. You've still got time to fit something else in if you want to, though. Um, I don't. I think I'm gonna actually. Uh, oddly, I'm gonna play it safe this time. So I'm. I'm. I'm just gonna stick with the. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Paint cans. Do they have paint back then? And how do they? What are you, Macaulay Culkin? <laughs> they definitely have paint. Yes. Okay. Is there? A didn't you hear his proposal at the beginning? No, I didn't. The two burglars from the one movie mm -hmm. everyone knows. Yeah. He's reproducing Home Alone. I want I, I want some paint cans or something something like that. Maybe I since it's not metal, maybe like sacks of flour with rope attached to them. Okay. Yeah, cuz uh if if you're going for a can, then that definitely comes with the disadvantages of being in a metal container. What about a bag of rocks? Mm -hmm. That would work too, yeah. But then the flower has the added comedic effect of like exploding when it hits them, though. But it doesn't hit as hard. That is true. You, could also you know cause what? An explosion if he had a flame. 
What if we what if we mix a bag of rocks with flour? Can I get something like that? Like a half bag get get an empty bag, a full bag of flour, and I fill up half from the one and put rocks to make the rest of the volume up? Um yeah, go ahead and give me another resources roll. Four it's, dice. Oh <coughs> this is probably not gonna work in my favor. Rocks on the bottom. Flower on the top, so when it hits them, it puffs Oh, up. I got three threes and a two. Uh, I just have to stop for a second, because rocks on the bottom, flower at the top, sounds like the start of a very obnoxious rap, rap song. <laughs> <laughs> In a crock pot. Okay, so yeah, you've got like, um, you, you've got one sack that you've prepared with like a, a slip away knot that as soon as it hits something, it'll burst. Um, if it falls from any sort of height or gets tossed in any sort of way, um, that's a mixture of small rocks and flour. Okay. Just don't get it near Tony's fire show. So I only have one of them, though? Yeah, because you okay. can get any nudges, right? <laughs> no. Nope. Yeah, you only got one of them. And so you have two spent resources. I'll go ahead and get that updated. Or maybe that's exactly where we need to use it. <laughs> I don't think we want to burn the whole place down. I don't know, that was one of the plan A's, wasn't it? It was, but still. Yeah, I think David has has said that we know it's going to happen. So the question is, how spectacularly can we... I mean, this is Lost Legends of Scadriel. It's only a matter of episodes before one of the two groups sets a building on fire. (laughs) If you want an explosion, all you have to do is, like, throw the flower. Well, at least have some concentration in the air. Then boom. And then throw fire. Building wagons Tony is all out of fire. Be protecting. We don't care. We <laughs> set it all about on fire. That. <laughs> well, at this point, Tony's out of fire ammo. He only has one flash ammo. Oh. Left. I mean, that would still set it on fire. Just in specific situations. Maybe. True. Uh, Tony. Okay. So, Tony is now feeling some moral qualms after his discussion with with uh, Wittens. So he's going to go to Merida <laughs> and ask her about whether or not he should be doing this. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah, I, what I find funny about it is that Falcom tried to have this conversation with you when Jame walked in the door. <laughs> I've tried to have this conversation I think a couple times. Like, where, like, you want to be the hero was also another one of these speeches where, like, we aren't here to be heroes. Besides Tajmail, Merida is, like, the least, like, moral one. But Tony doesn't know that. <laughs> and that's why it's hilarious. <laughs> Merida, I, I just talked, I just talked to Wittens, and I guess I never thought about the fact that this could if 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 I help steal from the Mistborn, it could threaten my family's house. I don't I don't know if this is a good idea. Should I be doing this? Listen, Tony. Why don't you remind me what your goal is? To be famous and an awesome adventurer and an amazing magician. What better way to do that than push back past the boundaries? Have you heard of any heroes or any famous people that became famous by not pushing past what was the normal situation? Like, 
you have to you have to go beyond go extreme to be famous well, well yeah but but couldn't couldn't we do that by taking down bad guys rather than stealing from the Mistborn? I mean, we could do that, but are any of those bad guys more famous than the Lord Mistborn? Well, not not that I know of, but Lord Mistborn's not a bad guy. He's not a bad guy, but he has more fame. And more True. fame goes to you, so you become more famous, too. Well, but Falcom already shot down the idea of writing a book about it. So if if we can't chronicle it, how are we gonna? How am I gonna get famous from it? You don't have to be like directly known. You have the rumor of the one person who did it, the team who did it, and even if you're not known for this direct stealing, you'd be known for beating Jim Darkomancy. Oh. Yeah, if I beat Jim Dark, well, right. But we don't have to steal from the Lord Mistborn in order for me to beat Jim Darkomancy. Well, how about this? You focus on beating Jim. You're great, Tony. You can beat him. Blow them all away with your magic trick. I believe in you. That's a good idea. How do we make lightning, though? Do they know science back then? <laughs> Um, they know science, but I don't think that they've gotten to electricity yet, partly being poor, uh, because of the Lord Ruler suppressing technology. When that discovery okay. actually happens, I'm not quite sure, but uh, as 20 years is a little too close for, like, there's, they're, they're, they've just had enough time to get established as, a, like, a modern society again. Okay. So, Tony... I don't know yes. how to make lightning, but if you're spectacular enough to the crowd, it'll look like you're pure lightning. But I just used the last of my fire. I've just got the flashy thing left. And I don't know if the flashy thing, like Falcon was saying, is going to be enough. If I had lightning, that would be super amazing. So what else can I do to beat Jim? What about your other magic tricks? I mean, my, the card stuff he's better at than I am. I need something he doesn't have. You have fluffles. I do have fluffles. Yeah, we could do a trick where, like, fluffles pretends to eat me, but then I'm still alive. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm, I'm gonna go train fluffles. And Tony goes off to try and train fluffles to do a pretend to eat him but he's still alive trick <laughs> the scene is awfully reminiscent of the one we just had with Lord Falcone this is going to be great <laughs> uh, two characters reversed positions that, that's like say, happening at the same time Fluffles is on top of Tony as Lord Falcone is on top of this corpse <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Merda, as he's practicing this, would you uh, then approach him further about what you had wanted to talk to him about? I mean, we kind of already went over that, what we're doing, and apparently he's doing a Fluffles eating act. Okay, uh, there's no other details you kind of want to do anymore? I do not have any ideas. Okay, 
Um, so that brings us back around to Lord Falcom then. Alright, I'm gonna try and meet with, like, not, like, the highest position of the guard or whatever, but just somebody who is, like, slightly command, like a sergeant or whatever, for drinks. Okay, um, are you just trying to, um, like, what's your, what's your intention here? Uh, are you trying I was to make going, a vibe, or? Well, I was gonna drink with them, you know, reminisce, and be like, look, I have this cousin, second cousin, really, but his name's Warwick. His family's come on hard times. I usually give him a little bit of money, but I'm a little bit short on cash because my leg, point at the leg. Like, I can't work like I normally do. You know that. And uh, I'm just looking for some work for him. Uh, so he might be coming around to help the wait staff for the uh, party for Jim Darkomancy coming up soon. You know about that? Oh, yes, yes, of course. Well, if he comes around, could you just give him something to do, make him useful, maybe throw him a couple clips after he's done? You know what I mean? Uh, go ahead and give me an influence roll plus two for your network. Can I get that plus one from the, the leg? You think he's going to feel that sympathy? You know what? Take plus one for your leg and add an advancement for uh, exploiting a burden. Okay, so that's a total of plus three to influence? Uh, yep. Oh, your influence is pretty up there now. Yeah, that's going to be an eight. So We have to make that arrow to the knee joke again. <laughs> oh, that was Taj right. though. So that's three fives and a nudge for the relevant stuff. Yeah, you're able to uh, get him a pretty easy position um, taking out trash. Like, just keeping, like, as trash gets built up in the kitchen and outside, he just is supposed to be running trash out. Cool, cool. And I'll and I'll I'll be like, look, he's he's a he's a little bit unreliable, so he might show up at any time. I'm not sure. Uh but don't be too rough on him. Yes, yes. I I know the type. I I know. We'll uh we'll make sure that there's somebody else to double check the trash gets done as well. Thank you, thank you. And I'll But I'll I'm not paying him more than around. he works for. Now, everything you get, and tell me, tell me what he makes, because everything he makes better go to his poor mother. Well, I mean, if there's a mother involved. And he, like, kind of starts muttering to himself as he takes another drink. Well, I must be off. Got to get to bed early. Big days ahead. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Falcom, you've gotten two medium-length actions. Uh, Tajmil, if you want to buy one more thing, I'll give you the chance to try. They don't have, um, firecrackers and stuff, do they? No, no, Tony's got the closest thing to it. Um, okay, what about toy cars, small ones? <laughs> um... I mean, maybe Wooden. like a small carriage, like, carved out of wood? Yes. Yep. Yep. Can I get, like, a pack of them, though? Like, a pack of 12 or something? 
I don't think they'd make things in packs of 12. Well, a pack of 13, then. Uh, this is going to be a difficulty for resources. Oh, oh no. <laughs> and you're going to need at least two nudges to get a pack large as large as you want. It. Oh, man. All right, here we go. And you only have three dice to roll. Oh, only three dice? So you might want to manage some expectations. I already roll. Uh, I got to re-roll then, damn it. Only three dice. How am I, is this even like statistically possible? Why don't you go with some nail boards? I, di I didn't get anything. I got I got a six, a four, and a two. Yeah, so there you're not able to find anything close to what you want for the price. Ah, uh, shite. Too much of a rush order. John, a nail board would be way too competent as a coin shot because that would mess people. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Can can I? Can I do a spirit thing right now and say I want to go for a, a, a sack of tar? <laughs> uh, sure. It's going to cost you two spirits since it was already after the outcome was known. Okay. And then you get to re-roll with three dice. Wait. Wait. Like you want to go for a Yeah. I, I, do I have to commit to that? I didn't realize I'd be losing two. Uh, you'll get one back before the job tomorrow. Oh. <sighs> What's the difficulty set at? Uh, for a sack of tar, it'll be one. Okay, uh, I'll I'll barrel, I'll, I'll take that tar, then. Like a small barrel. So you say? Because it wouldn't it wouldn't stay in the sack very well. It seemed two spirit. A container of of uh tar. For three, I just wasted two spirit. <laughs> I got three sixes. Um, go ahead and re well rerolling one would two. Really help. Yeah. Um, three nudges though. Hmm. I won't make you spend the resources for it, so you'll stay at two spent instead of three. Can I get a sack of tar? No. <laughs> nope. Net neutral here. Telling you, do do boards with nails in them. But then they'd be able to feel the metal. Uh, and Tony and Merida, you were all done as well. Yeah. Uh, just training fluffles. Um, make a wits roll. Sweet. Three. Any bonuses? Plus one for Stage Magician. Yes. Okay, what happened? I disconnected. I'm training Fluffles with a wits roll. Oh, nice. <laughs> Only one nudge. Uh, it's pretty obvious to any onlookers that, like, uh, like you're having Merida watch and Witten's watch... And they're both just like, it doesn't look like Fluffles is eating you. It looks like you're trying to use him as a blanket. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but he's scary, right? Um, well, it did. So, yes. Is he yes. large dog size now? I forget what yeah. he's up to. Yeah. Yeah. Like Great Dane size, right? Um, yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, don't worry, Tony. He'll blow the crowd away. If Lord Falcom's there, he'll definitely say, yeah, they'll be watching you. That is for sure. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be funny. Okay, um, so the night passes. Um, everybody can unheal one of the things that they've spent. Um, Tajmiel, that includes your health. Uh, so... Ooh. 
morning time. So I go down to two resources. Yep. Yeah, you are at your regular permanent spent now. I think. So you mean like or, one of each, right, Trevor? No, that was two permanent spent and four that you had spent in total, or not in total, but right, four. So, so I'm down to two now. Yeah. Um, so in the morning, everybody uh, meets up, and the uh, plan is to congregate at. Uh, Snee designates a meeting point, um, sends a message to uh, Merida in the night uh, of where you guys meet. Um, it's an out of the way house um, that you guys haven't been to before. Um, kind of uh, on the opposite end of town where you normally end up going. Uh, but it's really pretty empty except for a table and enough chairs for uh, everybody who shows up. Uh, you've got uh, Snee, Glim, Taven, uh, Liv. Uh, <coughs> anybody? And Lady Fatine um, are all already sitting at the table uh, when you guys show up. Well, welcome. I uh, hope that everybody has uh, gotten some some things done to get ready for tonight. Oh, I got plenty of party supplies with me. Trust me, it's going to be fun. Party supplies? We're ready for our part, at least, I think. Well, I am. Did we talk to him about what the plan was, like the distraction? Uh, no, he was actually just about to ask. Um, so uh, let's let's go over the final plan one more time. Go ahead and walk us all through it and uh, what our parts are. Okay, uh, Merida? <laughs> I'm going to be with Tony trying to do um, crowd control and, you know, showing, like, the public that the Fluffles gang is here for the party. Oh, but uh, how does this distraction pull guards away from the other side of the... I mean, does it? how does it make our job easier? Well, you're going to have uh, Miss Wraith attempting to eat Tony. I feel like that attract guards pretty easily. Okay, but uh, you're really going to have to sell that. Like, we're going to need some sort of panic or something to... Okay, well, what's... Lord Falco, what do you got for me? <laughs> From my understanding, me, you, Tajmil, and... Uh, I forget which one's which. Uh the the other uh, pewter arm, I think. Uh, Fatine is the pewter arm. Okay, and Fatine, we're gonna go in to look for the actual room. Uh, meanwhile, Tony Merida, we're gonna be running distraction and crowd control, hopefully. And I forget what the other team was supposed to be doing. Completely, me uh, though. I think that they're supposed to just kind of be with you guys. Like, okay, the whole so. rest of the team is focused on getting in and getting this thing. Um, Taman's character sheet isn't coming up for me, but I think he is the Copper Cloud. Oh, weren't, weren't they supposed to, like, go with somebody? Well, no. 
I, th I thought the original plan would involve Tony rioting the crowd a lot. Of course, I riot during all of my magic acts. Taman will be coming in with us, and we'll probably want to keep Liv close as well. She's a tin eye, and he's a smoker, so we'll have both uh, more stealth and a better set of eyes as we're looking. Um, Tessney should come along as well. That way we've got both pushing and pulling on the uh, metals between Tessney and Tajmil. And... Um, well, as much as we've tried to search before, and my team has tried to get information since then, we're still not quite sure where the the goods are being kept, but we do believe that it is some sort of false basement, like what uh, Alloy has set up in his lair. Okay. My intention was to hopefully use guard patterns and look for the place that has more guards than it should. Because if we can kind of try and find where they're focusing that doesn't make sense at this time, keeping people out and normal civilians out of for, uh, for no reason, we should probably look there. Well, we can tell you what we what we know about where they keep people stationed off. There is a ballroom that was built in the last fi five years in the Lord Mistborn's manor, uh, but we strongly believe that if there is some sort of false basement, the door, the trap door hidden somewhere, it would be in the original two-story wooden cabin that was the first part of the mansion built, where Lord Spook has his... Uh, private quarters if uh if it's anywhere we we strongly believe that's where it will be all right well then we'll basically head there hopefully tony and merida can cause enough of an uproar i'd suggest getting out as much fire as possible if the fluffles act fails to get attention oh, i'll need a refill on the, the fire i mean electricity isn't there so there's going to be candles and stuff Right, but from the fire contraption. I'm just talking about setting the place on fire if you have to. That's, that's not magic, that's vandalism. Merida we need a distraction. To, uh, Lord Falcone and puts a thumbs up. I think everyone would agree that a fire in the ballroom during an important gala is going to attract a little bit of guard attention, no matter how it's done. Can I try and sneak in uh, talking to Bornum to get a refill? Uh, I'm gonna say no. Okay, can I try to improvise some kind of thing that Tony would think might be flammable? I mean, I don't want to just come out and say it, but uh, my plan was for him to first thing at the party as soon as he sees you bring you some refills. Oh, okay. So, so I've got you covered there. I think nice. Tony would, not knowing that, try to improvise something. <laughs> okay, give me a wits roll minus one. Alright, so two? Yep. Can I get plus one for Stage Magician? No, because Stage Magician doesn't let you figure out chemistry. <laughs> I'll be honest, if you couldn't figure out something on fire, I was planning to light my dress on fire and run around lighting other stuff on fire. 
I think everybody knows that Merida is the backup plan, and that's the only reason she's there instead of with the rest of the group. So if Tony fails, Merida can take over kind of deal. Yeah, basically. Nothing. All right. Well, uh, I think that's a decent enough plan, and I think that uh, we've got enough bases covered. And so, uh, you know, as long as everybody knows what to do when things go uh, go wrong, and uh, Snee kind of looks around the table and meets everyone's eyes for just a second, and um, everybody give me a wits roll. My normal wits? Yep. Nothing. I got two ones, a two, and a four. Nothing on my end. I got two fives. Um, Merida, you notice as uh, Snee does this, when he meet Lord, meets Lord Falcom's guy, uh, gaze, it locks for about two seconds longer than it did with everybody else's. Oh, interesting. I'll even give her, like, a slight imperceptible nod. Yeah, two fives is impressive, uh... Merida is good at what she does. Like, yeah. Thank you. And so I didn't know the intention when you first described it, because, like, yeah, if he did meet my eyes like that, nod. I might give her or him. Uh, Falcom gave his one to Snee. I notice all. <laughs> and I also think that's a good place for us to call it for this episode. Uh, thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Uh, we will be back again in two weeks' time to uh, get this baby done. Thanks for listening. Thank Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Mistborn and all related properties are owned by Brandon Sanderson and Dragonsteel Entertainment. The Mistborn Adventure Game is a product of Crafty Games. Special thanks to Steve Argyle for letting us use his artwork for the logo and to Boardroom Design for putting the logo together for us. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at LLOS Podcast. Or give us an email at lostlegendsofscadriel at gmail.com. We hope that you'll like and share and give us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. And through the power of editing, this shall all disappear.